Top Shelf Fantasy. Scotty, did you get some beer in your eye from the crack? Yeah, I think I, I always do because I get so close to the mic and make sure it's perfect that it gets just pushed right into my face. <laughs> this is why I bring my shitty computer. I mean, it's my only computer. <laughs> it's your only computer. <laughs> <laughs> It has so many spots on it. <laughs> well, Where are those spots that, from, though, Craig? Is, is, is it beer spots or love spots? Oh, you, I have a phone. I'm not going to bring a laptop in bed with me anymore. This is in high school. <laughs> that was right. a good crack, though. <laughs> no, that, was, that, was, crack. that was phenomenal crack. Might be the uh, best yet. I wanted, to, I wanted to get that out there. Uh, so what are we doing? We're doing the AFC North. Craig, you put this one together. I did. Uh, we did have some news. I mean, we're getting closer. So, I mean, the season starts on what? Uh, September 9th. Yeah, it's- Scotty put it on uh, Twitter the other day. 50 days away. So, what are we, 49 now? 49 today. Hell yes. It'll be 48 tomorrow. This is out. So Seven yeah. weeks. Yeah, and if you, uh, if I'm, you I'm count excited. correctly, that's 47, 46, 45. And, and one of the reasons you don't have fantasy drafts so early in the season... It's because we don't even know who's hurt yet. <laughs> well, well, we know somebody who's hurt. We know, we know one person on. is hurt. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. And torn Achilles. Very, very sad news. He might miss yeah. week one. <laughs> might? No, no, no. Yeah. He, of, he of will miss season. week one. He will be out the entire season. He might miss week one of uh, 2022. <laughs> <Two>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, there's not a lot of guys that have torn their uh, Achilles. So there's a big like article going around Twitter and everywhere else. Just the whole list of people that have torn their Achilles at running back since 2010. There's like 10 guys total, and none of them are big names. So it'll be interesting to see what Marlon Mack does this year because he's probably the best guy that's torn his Achilles in, in multiple years of the position to see what he can do. So that'll be indicative of Cam Akers' uh, prognosis. That's good to know. I didn't. I, I forgot what Marlon Mack's injury was, so that's good idea of what K-Maker's going to be because originally when it happened, I think me and Scotty were talking, we're like, this is going to affect his 2022 draft stock too. This yeah. is not oh, just a 2021 yeah. injury. And, and you're lucky to have Marlon Mack who's relegated to a backup role anyway, so if he does okay, then people are going to go, oh, well, K-Maker's can do better than that. He's got a full-time role. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Luckily, he, he's young and he's talented. Like, like yeah. the, the ones before, like, you know, Mike LaShore from Detroit. He had this same injury, you know, LaShore, sure. But, oh, sure, I mean, sure. he he wasn't supposed to be that great. Right. Kim Akers was flirting around, you know, late round one drafts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were very few guys on the list that were, like, seminal talents. So like, Andre Brown from the Giants in 2010, who was a career backup. And, like, DeAndre uh, Foreman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just guys like that that were career backups to begin with. So this will be interesting. But yeah, this season's over. So uh, Henderson, um, huge, huge Massive bump. Yeah, so Daryl Henderson's the only one I'm drafting in redraft. Um, Dynasty implications, I did a gross amount of research on (laughs) who is the backup. As they've said, they are not bringing in a veteran right now. They said that they believe in Daryl Williams and that they also like Xavier Jones. Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson, yeah. Who did I say? You said Daryl Williams. Which means they should bring in a Henderson. Henderson. Probably accept that third form, Scotty, anytime you'd want to. I mean, he's on two teams. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) There was actually um, uh, Jake Funk, uh, Xavier Jones and one other running back. It's Calais. Calais. He was on the Bucks that last were, year. Right. And uh, Otis Anderson is listed on their yes, depth chart too, who I've never heard of. an undrafted free agent. Um, so with Xavier Jones, but the information that I will share is the All of uh, it. offensive running back coach that uh, 
well, Xavier Jones was undrafted, so he didn't draft him, but he specifically sought him out. He was supposed to be a draft uh, or a um, training camp cut, but was like one of the last men on the roster. There's like a whole thing between the offensive coordinator or the offensive running coach and him getting along. They they thought he was uh, trying really hard, and he had the um, the record touchdowns in the FBS in 2019 and 24 uh, all-purpose touchdowns and so there's a there's a whole list of things that the running back coach and Xavier Jones link up together so I think he will make the roster and I think that he will be the primary backup behind Can, cannot wait to see him gunning down the field on special teams yeah <laughs> well he did play all of special teams yeah. last year but the the point is you have to pick up someone if you're, if you're in dynasty Xavier Jones right. is the guy I think oh yeah 100%. right now it's Jones and then it's Funk and then Calais or whoever else you want to get but I mean I do see them bringing in someone. It might not be a vet now. It might be a cut casualty in a couple months, like a Royce Freeman, Mark Ingram, Carlos Hyde. Um, I mean, there's guys yeah, that are Sony Michelle is that guy that's Sony Michelle too, right. Um, well, there's also been uh, an idea floated around, and I, I saw this on, uh, or I heard this on another podcast, is that the Broncos may trade Melvin Gordon away because they just drafted Javante Williams St. Louis or St. Louis, LA is in a position to win now. It's like that if they would, send them like would, a conditional third or a conditional second or something like that. That would be a like great that, fit. Right. So I I personally feel like they are gonna bring somebody in. So like I'll be watching the news. And the only reason I think that is because Daryl Henderson is not a bell cow. Like he is he's just I've heard this term a lot lately, is just a slasher. He's a guy who can just run up the field. He doesn't do anything really all that spectacular. He wasn't a bell cow last year. And it's like, if you go and say, okay, he's going to kind of have an uptick and then we're going to rely on Xavier Jones, an unproven guy. You don't know. He fails. Then Jake Funk comes in. He fails. It's like, you've blown everything that you've been doing. All those picks that you used to acquire Matt Stafford out the window. You didn't do what you were doing when you gave those picks. And that's the thing. Like they don't have, picks to send and the biggest thing is going to be pass blocking i mean so i mean you're talking about a team now that is probably going to be running the ball less right so there's probably less of an emphasis now on the running back they're going to pass the ball more but if you can't have a running back that can pass block that's why i look at like adrian peterson frank gore those guys i mean lev bell you bring somebody in like that to protect matt stafford don't use them and you've had matt stafford who's now probably sitting there kicking himself he's like why did i leave detroit i came here to have a running game and some receivers and now all of a sudden i got no running game and i'm back to the detroit situation all over again (laughs) like what the hell but to to your point about henderson too not being a bell cow we've seen him try to do that role before when people have gone down ahead of him in the in the you know pecking order and he's gotten hurt himself he just doesn't have the yes so durability i looked it up 2019 he had ankle repair surgery for a high ankle sprain and then subsequently 16 weeks later in the 20 uh 2020 season he re-injured his high ankle sprain and was out the last three weeks i mean as a henderson owner in dynasty i don't want him to be the bell cow i want him to be that guy that's gonna be eight to ten points a week as a flex spot I don't want him to get 250 carries and break down like he's done the last two years. That means I'm sure you'd take 250 carries. I would, but I, but <laughs> yeah. I know like it, it's the same with Tevin Coleman. I'd rather him be the, you know that that guy that's getting 150 then a couple catches and then some right. t- t- like touchdowns. And if if Henderson's your guy, right? He is your bell cow, and you're like, oh cool, I went 10 and 0, and then he got hurt, and then you made your playoffs, and he probably didn't win the game. Right. No. 
That is correct. I, I think if you're in Dynasty, though, you do need to take a shot on Xavier Jones. Yeah. Like, you need yep. to go I, and acquire a guy now. That's, in my that's fab, the one guy, I think. But if, if anyone was in my head on uh, whatever day that it happened, you, you, you shouldn't because I kept creeping up the number when I was going to place on him in fab. I was like, ah, oh, two, you uh, for three, six, uh, right? four. I ended up to six. And the only bit was one. The other that. one was one. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, it's I mean, tough because you don't know. And... and I think a lot of people, I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but are trying to find the next James Robinson. I've seen in a lot of my leagues. That's 100% what I'm trying to do. No, but like I he, had James Robinson last year. Find, he found I'm a James that, Robinson last year. Like people are picking up on the same team, Jones, Funk, Calais, and then yep. that other guy, and they're spending there was a $50 certain... total, and one's going to hit, and then they're going to bring someone else in. Because I do think they're a win-now team. Jacksonville was not. That's the difference there. Yeah, yeah I, I would still take a shot on a Bell, a Gurley, whatever, as a as a you know well, ancillary so piece. Those names are also creeping up in oh, yeah. most ads that if day. If you see sleeper yeah. trending, it's it's all of them. L.A. RBs and AP Bell Duke Johnson. Oh, AP AP's a good one. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. Royce Duke Freeman Johnson. now because everyone's like, oh, they're gonna cut him. Duke I wouldn't be, be surprised if Duke Johnson might be the first yeah. one signed to a roster. Oh, two million because he'll he, he'll take two million bucks. He'll play for a season. He know, can do. He actually he can go on all yeah. three downs and is fairly young. I think he's like 27, 28. And he can pick up blocks too. He's done it for a long time. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to touch on this real quick before Craig, we go through the AFC North is that uh, DeAndre Hopkins came out and said that he might retire and it was because of vaccine related stuff that it sounds as though the NFL is going to try and pass players to mandate a uh, vaccine. And if they don't um, get a vaccine, whoever tests positive, that team has to forfeit. So both teams have to like, it's, but, so it's weird. We, and the reason I bring it up, and I know it's nothing to freak out about, like I'm sure it's DeAndre just kind of being a little bit of a prima donna. We don't even know that the CBAs approve this yet or not, but this is going to, again, be another story that you have to monitor throughout the, the season that if you have guys who are, I mean, Cole Beasley, I think, right now is in like a, a massive oh, yeah. pissing contest about the, the vaccine, teams are not going to be okay with their guy not getting the vaccine, you know what I mean? So it's... Something to keep your eye on. Well, it's crazy too. I mean, you got these guys who are who are being vocal about it, and you got to assume there's other guys that aren't. You know, they're just sitting there quietly and, and waiting to see where where the things fall into place. But who knows? I mean, it's a coward it's, move by the NFL. They're trying to get the players to do their dirty work and have a, the quarterback go to the long snapper that doesn't want the vaccine and say you need to get it. I think as much as as it's a cowardly move in that regard, it's equivalently cowardly in the sense that they're trying to push it on everybody to do it just for the PR move and then probably say, Oh yeah, the NFL is really, really concerned about COVID. And then they'll go back to having packed stadiums. Like you have these inconsistencies all over the place. And I don't want to get too into it politically or anything, but like these guys are fully grown men and professional athletes. And if they don't want to take something inj- injected into their bodies, we've never asked them to do that before. We've actually told them not, not to, to. With steroids. <laughs> so yeah. why are we starting it? Now? Well, and this is this and the reason I bring it up now too, is, I mean, this could be the decision between a guy making a roster and not making a roster. Right. right? So like if they have to, I mean, you're, you're talking about, think about all these muddy That's backfields. You look Did at Jake Funk at the COVID shot. Right. I, right. Just, <laughs> I have Jones, no well, idea. If you're Jake Funk and you know that uh, Xavier Jones didn't get it, I'd be I'm getting a jab it. tomorrow. <laughs> but I mean, you've got a lot of stuff too. They're saying that if you are not vaccinated and you get COVID, then you have this forfeit thing. But if you are vaccinated and you still contract COVID, which now apparently is a possibility, you're fine. We're just going to play the game anyways. Because what? So you're allowed to get COVID with a vaccination. It's no big worries. Right. But by these other guys aren't. By your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I mean, it, it sucks, but it, I, I'm not yeah. worried about it now. No. I'm and not he, now, but he it is took something it down. You have to... I, I love how he took it down. It's like, it's still out 
everywhere. Yeah, we all saw it. No one saw it. Don't worry about it. And I think it's probably very reactionary on his part. They probably said something to him like in passing. He freaks out. And they're like, dude, we're not talking about you. We're talking about like the the 53rd man on the roster. We're going to make it work for you. He's kind of a Michael Thomas now, which I don't like. Like, like yep. he's we'll the kind of guy that freaks out like that. It's like, take five minutes, sit down, write what you're going to say, oh, yeah. look at it 10 minutes later. You know what? We well, shouldn't post that. Success nope. changes people. I mean, you saw how quiet oh. he was when he was in Houston. How <laughs> saw how quiet it was when MT was, you know, not right. To be MT. fair, DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> did get in a fist fight with uh, one of his practice squad teammates during uh, his Houston tenure, but I, re- I respect that. I forget who that was. Michael, right. Tom, Michael Thomas fought C.J. Gardner-Johnson last year. Yeah. It was week six. That's why he was out week seven yeah. last year. Love it. you love to see that. That's fiery. The um, one other thing that I wanted to say before he moved on was another small piece, but that was Saquon Barkley coming out and saying that he is not sure if he'll be ready week one. That is eye-opening to me. He's on the pup. He got added to the pup today. Yeah. And that was two weeks after he had just said, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm playing week one, and the Giants are going to ease me back in. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, no, I might not play week one. Oh, oh no, now I'm on the pup. Oh, I'll see you in week eight, Saquon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, think about so I know smaller player, but think about Bryce Love when he tore his ACL. He he had so the reason I bring it up is because his you AC, love Bryce Love. Well, his ACL <laughs> tear took three operations because he had an infection, and then he tweaked it, and they had to do a cleanup. The same thing could be happening to Barkley. Well, so that definitely didn't happen. But what I know is is that they had scheduled the surgery in October twenty second. I guess For is Barclay. what it was, and he tore it like in before. like. It was uh, the very beginning in like September. September. So they waited a really long time for it. So that's, so he's Which is really four or five bizarre. weeks behind schedule. Um, so they were probably when they he say was Hercules, like he did before when he had the ankle injury. And he just was like, ah, be fine. Yeah, right. Well, AP's was the set, set the precedent when he tore his ACL. It was like 10 months or 12 months or something like that. Obviously, they're recovering a lot faster from it nowadays. But realistically, you want to look at that 10 to 12 month range. And that's where it places you in that week four range so there's a good shot that saquon barkley while was a top three selection a month ago is now starting to go back you know maybe the back of the end of the first round because he could be eased into it in week four is really when he's going to turn this it on this is why we don't draft in the middle of july <laughs> did tom say it before and, i mean and these are these are huge question marks too right like where do you take him? So he's he's hanging around at six. You taking him? Because I'm probably still a little hesitant if he's even going to play the first four weeks. I could lose four weeks with uh, him on my bench because I took him at six. But if I see him at nine, I have to take him. Oh, I'm yeah. A, he's going in the first thing regardless. Yeah. Well, we massive... should hopefully have some clarity on it as we come up. So, I mean, that's that'll be another thing. Is yeah. like These are storylines that we'll be monitoring. And it's stuff like you as a fantasy football player, like if you're not entrenched in it, uh, that's kind of like what we're trying to do is yep. like, okay, you don't have to pay attention, but we will. And this um, changes every single day. Every right. day there's either. And by the time, by the, sorry, Scotty, but uh-huh. by the time we do, I mean, we still have the whole NFC uh, divisions to do too. So, I mean, we'll have more information on Barkley. I don't know. In a couple of weeks. Um, we hope. Yeah. Let's go through, let's go through the AFC North. So Craig, you put all this together, same format I that we did, did for uh, the East, South and West. I did. Um, we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers because they won the division, even though they're second on the list here. What? Um, they, they, they won the division, so we have we have to start with that. Yes, everyone's flipping the, whole the table. Ruined. Yes, it's, it's all ruined. ruined. It's all all right. right. <laughs> Stay fluid, Steelers. Um, <laughs> Steelers are 12-4. and four. Uh, They finished in 11th in offensive touches. Uh, they had uh, 12th in offensive points scored last year, 24th in total yards. Um, but the biggest thing to point out in their offense is that they finished 
15th in passing, 32nd in rushing, meaning they had no rushing game. Everything was passing. Everyone saw it last year. Everyone saw Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. We all saw the passing game, and then James Conner completely disappear. And what do you know? He's not on the roster this year. So we're back at it. They do have a new offensive coordinator, uh, so we'll see what might change. Um, Matt Canada is the guy, and I will tell you a little bit of his background. He was the quarterback's coach last year for Pittsburgh. So that, you know, starts a trend to go in the right right direction. Um, he was the Maryland uh, college coach prior to that and then spent some time in LSU. So he does have a little bit of a college acumen and really started to get into the NFL last year. So we'll see where that goes, but it did bode well for younger wide receivers. It obviously looked pretty good uh, last year and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was quarterback 14 with the plethora of wide receivers that they had. They did really well. And Matt Canada, shockingly not Canadian. What are you talking about? Did you, did you, did you really look that up? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to, but I knew that I'm like, he's already looking it up. He's uh, from uh, Indiana. Fun fact. Beautiful. I mean, big Ben, 608 attempts last year. I was just looking at that. Unreal. Uh, well, so yeah, there's 65% complete. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they were, 12 and 0 to start, right? Or they 11 and 1 and then they lost the last oh, three. Oh, you're right. They, I think they were lost undefeated the last, for a while. They last they lost the last four. That's when Big Ben just kind of plummeted. Yeah. Um, well, cuz he's old. Well, yeah, but like like the first 12 weeks he, he was like not MVP but like he was well, and, very close to it. And 12 games in you start to get tape on him. You go, "Okay, they have no running game. Mm-hmm. Let's just stop And of the course they did make the playoffs because they're already a shoe and then they get beat by the Browns in week 1 easily. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But, I mean, yeah, Ben is one of those guys who seems like every year now he's talking about retirement, and then he goes out and throws four, uh, you know, goes 400 for 600 throwing, 65.6% completion and 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns and 10 picks. That's not a, you know, the year before retirement year. That's that's a, you know, quite fine year. It's more than serviceable. Fantastic fantasy. Yeah. QB. Yeah, absolutely. With um, all the same weapons that he has coming back this year, Juju is, you know, kind of a safety blanket for him. Chase Claypool, the big guy, Deontay Johnson, needs to rein in his drops. Um, going through targets, Deontay Johnson actually had the most at 144. His catch percentage was 61.5, which was absolutely abysmal. Um, uh, sorry, that's that's his yards per game. It's 61.1 was uh, catch percentage. <laughs> say, which is, just, just, by a pretty game is not bad. But. Just, a tad, <laughs> just a tad under uh, what, you, what you're looking for. But Juju had the 75% catch percentage, and then Chase Claypool had 56.9. So that's... Jeez. Those rookies really need to step it up this year, in my opinion, if this team wants to continue to thrive, if Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in any conversation for fantasy-wise for quarterback. And realistically, Claypool and, and Deontay Johnson are, are going really early in drafts for catch percentages that low. Yeah, and I mean, Claypool with nine touchdowns on 62 catches, that's one touchdown that's in every, seven, every seven receptions. That's and a lot, a lot of that came in... Two or three games. I mean, his yeah, first big game was what three or four, three or four touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's going to be hard to replicate that unless he increases those that catch rate. Like, and he needs to do. I mean, he had a hundred plus targets, but if you're not catching the ball at a higher rate, you're going to have huge problems. I mean, the biggest factor I think is the rookie Najee Harris. There. I mean, is Big Ben going to throw six hundred times again with their new bell cow there? Right. Pro- probably not. Yeah, I would. I would think that things start to change. I mean, James Conner did miss a little bit of time last year i think it was about three games and their backups really didn't do much else either you know anthony mcfarland played 11 games uh benny snell played the whole year but um yeah, did he? 
I mean, he did. <laughs> 16 <laughs> did, games. Didn't matter, though. It didn't matter. Three yards to carry. Um, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening. I, I think Najee Harris is a step up from James Conner, at least where they were in their careers last year. Um, they can only improve from the last last in the league in rushing. So I'm trying. I'm trying to right now. I'm trying. They to can find... only go up, right? They can, they can only go up. They really can. And I mean, they only had 300 rushing attempts right around that as a team. Don't don't quote me on that exactly, but it's it's right in that territory. So, like you said, with Najee Harris coming in, you could get way 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 yeah. higher numbers. Yeah. So their vacated attempts now are 169. Najee's getting a lot more than that. Yeah. So you had to take a lot of pass attempts away, which I think that's their whole plan is to, you know, to do that. ease yeah. off Big Ben. You saw what he did at the end of last year. This is probably his last year. Especially and, with the way their defense played last year. If you can play a defensive game and running, that's what the Steelers have done successfully for years and years and years. And then Ben Roethlisberger comes in and he can throw here and there, but don't make him throw 600 times. No. And and the other thing, too, is I think a little bit of heat's coming off the wide receivers, not only from the rushing aspect, but Najee Harris also receiving the ball a little bit more. James Conner, we saw two years ago, get around 80 targets. And I think that that's something that Najee Harris can be capable of as well. So I, I would I would definitely see those numbers come down a little bit. It's just efficiency that needs to go up for wide receivers and a little bit more consistency at running back. Um, obviously, players that I want from it are all four that we've talked about. Um, Najee Harris's ADP right now is actually pretty astronomical. I think it's somewhere right. mid second round. So I'm I am going back quite a bit on the Steelers, uh, their rushing attempts. So 2018 was the year that Mason Rudolph came in, and like that offense was just a shit show. Right? Well, that was it was, it was 2018 and and Rodgers. I think, I think it, was it was 2019. 19. It was 2019. Yeah. Okay. So then and basically t- taking 2019 and 2020 out of the equation, the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2010 have not rushed the ball less than 400 times, and <laughs> they, they ran it yeah. 377 last year. So like. <laughs> This is a team that's making concerted effort to run yeah. the ball far. They more know what often. they need, and again, like our rookie mocks, everyone's rookie mocks. The safest pick that were they were getting it right was Steelers taking Harris. Oh yeah, and, and what was pick? We what, had 20, It was twenty six. Twenty six, and it was like the first pick was easy one, and then it was pick twenty six. Then after that was like all right. Yeah, we we were saying <laughs> uh, around that. <laughs> well, no, Zach Wilson was the other lock. Yeah, we Two, said yeah. we said we thought locks were that. Um, I know Dow's had an opposite opinion on that, but there was there was one other player I can't remember who it was. I think it was oh, an what? offensive tackle somewhere or something like that. Yeah, but, it was either oh, Penny yeah, or Cowboys getting certain. But yeah, they didn't get anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so those things didn't happen. But yeah, we talked about that. That was an absolute lock. He was just he just fits the system. It just everything you know. Granted, again, new co- coordinator, but college coordinator too came from LSU like the years that Matt Canada was coaching at LSU Clyde Edwards Hilaire was running back so you know how to use him mm-hmm. right system running back so I so I know we've had this argument uh over and over again what wide receiver do you like on this team is this the shotgun bet for the hat <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody wants my hat I picked you, um mine's still Deontay yeah. Um, probably leaning Juju ADP wise. If I can get Juju around later, um, I would probably wait to get him, but I think Deontay is the leader of the offense. Yeah, it seems like people are spending up to get Deontay, but like you said, I yeah. would take Juju. I'm not liking his the value. way he's he's him and Claypool are both going up a full round above Juju, which I think they all deserve to be around the same area. I mean the three what is for twos last year. I don't know if they're all three gonna be you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty three again because Najee's there, but 
So here it they is. They could be right there. Yeah, when I have a situation like that, I want to go with Juju. Like I want to go with the experience. I want to go with the guy who's done it over and over and over again. Not the rookie who did a really big season. Not Deontay Johnson who seems to drop half the balls he catches. I want Juju. I mean, it's, just, it's a safer window. And where you're going to be drafting him, you're not drafting for a huge explosive guy every single week. He has the upside of a 20-point game, but he's going to consistently give you 10 to 12. That's right. what I want. I, I think he's easily easily coming in that wide receiver two range. Like he's easily getting in that 17 to 15 range. He's his ADP is seven twelve, Right. So it's that, dropped to the seventh. Right, yeah, to the so seventh. It's, it's bottom of the seventh. And so that would be the 33rd wide receiver. So automatically, you know, if you're a statistician or anyone that even could do math, you know, looking at 33 and it can turn into, you know, uppers of the 20 or even teens. It's just, Easy I mean, decisions. He he does have, and let's just throw this out there. He's got it on his resume: a wide receiver one season. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, right. wide receiver one it's is kind of in his. It, it's two years. in his yeah, two years. Removed. Yeah, 2019. I just, just forget. But, yeah, but I mean, you're absolutely right. He has a wide receiver one upside, and if you get him in the seventh round, even the eighth round potentially, like that's a that is a where's huge Deontay deal. and Claypool going? Because I know Deontay's they're like going back. 508. Claypool seven oh one and set Claypool seven oh one. Oh yeah, I think Claypool was getting. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, Juju just is, has to be dropping. Like yeah, if I, I think Claypool is going up. Juju's dropping. Oh, Deontay's got to be going up. I mean, yes, it is. I'm still a Deontay guy. I like to have him over all these guys, but for the ADP, I'll I'll get a running back probably in that round. He's going in the fifth. Yeah. Um, and then I'll wait to Juju or Claypool. Probably Juju in the late seventh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for those who understand stocks, his his uh, trend line looks like uh, Dogecoin right now. <laughs> so dog shit, <laughs> absolute yeah. dog shit. <laughs> yeah, he started he started a month ago at the beginning of the seventh, and it's it's and a huge question too. Like, why he's he's, I, he's a guy who's why? on the field, right, right? His role hasn't changed. I mean, especially in the last month, like there's been nothing to right to shoo you away unless you're yeah, we're, we're you're, talking about a month of absolutely nothing nothing in is the news nothing it's, in, it's people it's people seeing deontay johnson's 144 targets going oh i want that but it's like you're failing to forget that like he dropped a shit ton of those passes they brought in a running back there's gonna be less passing plays juju smith schuster accounted for 15 percent of their first downs like and they're gonna like you said they're gonna run a ton <clears throat> he blocks the best out of any of the receivers on that team so he's on the field. He's out there, and if they cast, if they have to audible because the defense is in a package that they can't run in, he's out there. Yeah. When and honestly, opportunity. The, baby. The, the one news that's come out nice in uh, Juju's favor is they've been saying he's getting more perimeter work. So this year they kept him in the right. slot because they had to. They didn't have somebody that could play the slot reliably, and they said he's going to go play the perimeter this year. If anything, his talk should be going up. So I think I'm sorry, wide receiver thirty three. Yeah. I wish I didn't say anything, and I wish we draft Saturday <laughs> so I could get him. So from 2019, his slot percent usage was sixty percent, and his 2020 was eighty two percent. So you slotty. see. You you see Slotty. the number go go up in slot and down in production. So the the more he's outside the slot, he's going to do better. So if that's the if that's the cause, the effect will be that he's. Gonna I know be they want to get like Claypool moving around too. So I think you're going to see a lot of like all three of those guys moving around, which is fantastic for the offense and I guess for fantasy too. Like they're all going to be in different spots throughout the entire season, right? And in each game. Um, Make them tough yeah, to cover. For sure. I will say it's a good thing we talked that much on the Steelers because the rest of the teams are, is like are, the Doge coin thing. Yeah, well, yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you didn't like me saying that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, hey, I made money on it. 
I actually did. I actually did. Not, I made a lot, then I only made a little. Yeah, just like everyone. Um, so we're gonna we have to move over um, to Please. another team. I feel like at this point, like Jennifer the Block. Um, so Baltimore Ravens have quite an interesting uh, fantasy outlook this year, where there's definitely some new pieces, new names that we can actually pull from from this offense and kind of dissect. Uh, last year, offensive points scored were seven. But the big thing was is their passing yards was ranked 32 at 2,700 total. That's not what you're looking for from the wide receiver position. It's We're itching and clawing to try and get a wide receiver out of this this team, and so aren't they because they just brought in nearly 10 wide receivers through the draft, through um, free agency. Actually, if you look at the actual number, I think it's about seven. Um, so they brought in seven wide receivers. They did lose Willie Sneed, Des Bryant, but they weren't, you know, too included as uh, to to really call themselves as top dogs for fantasy football. The realistic one was Marquise Brown, but what we're trying to see from this team is getting another one in. And Lamar Jackson has at least a decent completion percentage at sixty four point four percent yards per attempt is seven point three, which is that area that you want. So what we need to do is get or what they want to do i can tell is to get the passing game more involved this year yeah craig's yawning was that a yawn or a sneeze that was that was a breath what is happening that was a a breath that's a breath craig craig talks (laughs) too long that includes um ah did you did you already talk about their offensive touches and everything uh, so well, their offensive touches were, you know, 25th in the league. So it's it's lower. But again, this is because their passing rank was so low. Their rushing rank at obviously number one. They 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 rush, you know, better, more than anyone else in the league. This is this is why their touches are low. Is because they're chewing a lot of clock. Their defense is pretty decent year in and year out. I mean, that's that's what this team does. They're going to run. We we know that Mark Ingram last year was while he did fall off at the back half of the year was someone that they were running with jk dobbins was someone they were running with gus edwards is someone they're running with and obviously lamar jackson so we we know that this is a run first team the biggest thing that i want to get from this team is finding that wide receiver i I think rashad bateman is it i think we all have spoke on him and felt like this this guy actually can mean something and i think that they also feel the same way you know they took him in the first round so I would I would also like them to I was very close to hitting my bull prediction of four four people with a hundred rushing attempts hmm. for them. I didn't realize Mark Ingram had that many. I'd also like what them to I find one guy, right? Because the other the other storyline there too is is JK Dobbins actually viable, right? People are happy to jump on him, but if they're only gonna give him the ball a hundred and sixty, hundred and eighty times and they're still gonna give Gus Edwards the ball a hundred times, like Which they should, because Gus Edwards is a fantastic Running back in the league. I'm shocked that he out-touched J.K. Uh, Dobbins. Well, J.K. didn't well, come on till later. later. Still, yeah, still later. though. I yeah. mean, that's still a, a... I mean, not bold. Or it's not bold at all, but it's it's surprising to me. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Anyway, you fine. slice it. Because, yeah. I mean, Gus Edwards does not get anywhere near the hype that J.K. Dobbins gets. And mm. Deservedly so. Nor should I mean, he, but yeah. he should get... I mean, 144 sounds about right for him. It's just the Lamar Jackson 159 that it's, ends up pulling yeah, that's back. Gotta go quite down. honestly, is the two of them and Lamar Jackson could all go to 175, and it wouldn't even surprise me. Yeah. Well, it it also like it. It's just 
they had the lowest passing attempt. They want to pass the ball. They drafted the wide receiver. So where's that going to come from? It's going to have to come from the rushing attempts. Lamar Jackson also kind of sucks at throwing the football. So you kind of have to run the ball if you like. It's so he gets that heat so like much so, though. But he has just as no. close of uh, a completion percentage to to Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, yeah, this is what we're off. talking about. And 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 the yards per attempt, the seven point three. This is something that we've gone over in other divisions. This is what you're looking for for your quarterback. His efficiency numbers are actually really good. It's it's the opportunity and the game plan. Yeah, like he, I mean, everybody looks at the totals and says, "Oh well, twenty-seven fifty-seven. That sucks. He's a terrible quarterback. He's not even throwing for three thousand yards." It's like, well, he threw less than everybody else. His efficiency is great, seven point three. That's with the Russell Wilsons and the Pat Mahomeses of the league. Right. But he did suck at the beginning of the year. I mean, a lot oh, of he, this that, was coming towards that the did end happen. of the season. He was yeah. uh, a lot of it came in the last five weeks. I think in total, he had couple QB1. Yeah, he's got to find his rhythms. Once they benched, it was, it's funny, it's like almost once they benched Mark Ingram, or Mark Ingram didn't play, the entire team turned around. Well, and you got to remember too that Mark Andrews had some issues with, uh, he missed games because of COVID and his diabetes was giving him an issue last year. So he, oh, did, yeah, he, he played a lot of games without, without in the elite tight end that he's used to having. And it's, you don't want to, I don't want to give a million excuses. I'm a Lamar Jackson guy, but I don't want to give him too many excuses, but he also didn't have a lot at wide receiver. He does this year, hopefully makes the strides. And if he started to figure it out towards the end of the season last year with the bums that he had, Rashad Bateman's better than anybody else in that offense, or at least, at least comparable to everybody else. I think, I mean, and I think he's a fantastic pair with Marquise Brown. He's going to help Brown open up the downfield. And then of course they're going to destroy the, the league in week one. They get week one Sammy. Week one, Sammy. Oh my Which God. I mean, say what you want about Sammy Watkins. That's still a fantastic person to have for Lamar an NFL Jackson team. In week one, might throw for two thousand yards. He's going to yes. <laughs> it's like lock it in, bold prediction. And and, and um, I know he's on the bubble, but I know he's gonna he's gonna make the team and be a huge factor as James Prochet. Oh, gee, I mean, one hundred percent. If he runs back less than three touchdowns uh, on kickoffs in week one, I'll eat my shoe. I love his stat. One catcher. <laughs> he's he averaged one yard per game. One catch for fourteen yards in fourteen games. That's what you're looking for. That's the Prochet way. That's a premier year three breakout talent, Dickie. And great great scouting by you. But still, they still have Duvernay too. Yeah, Duvernay. Uh, rookie last year. They brought in Tylen Wallace. I mean, they're not all fantastic players, but they're loading up receivers for Lamar to hopefully take down the rushing attempts for him to pass a little more and give a little more to J.K. and Gus. One guy nobody talks about is Josh Oliver, too. Like He is a fantastic athlete at the tight end position. Him, yeah. And if, he, if he's going to be on the field, and we've seen the, the Ravens use multiple tight ends to great success, that's a good that's a good addition. Right, yeah. He'll he'll fill into the Hayden Hurst role that they were missing last year. Exactly. Because um, Nick Boyle can't. Nick Poyle. Yeah, right. he can't run that. Right. So, um, you know, that, it, it, Oliver also, you know, that's, that's a small guy to talk about, but he, he is very athletic and, and still, unfortunately, hasn't been able to stay on the field. Um, but, yeah, you're right. That, that could be something as well. I think, I think realistically, you know, nailing down that wide receiver position is, is the main thing. But J.K. Dobbins is someone this year that's going in the first uh, – not the first, I'm sorry. He's going somewhere around in the second round. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are bullish on him, myself included. I will absolutely go ahead and take him in the early second if I had the opportunity to. Um, you know, he's he, he, what do I have right here? Two eleven. So his bottom of the second. Um, I think that's beautiful. I think that's it's beautiful. He's, right now, so he's, he's, he's gonna climb. So yeah, so and he's right around Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson. I would have a him, lot of that same. Yeah, like, I would have a lot of those guys are Harris, Edward Tolaire, Mix. Uh, I'd have him Mixon. above Mixon and in, in, uh, Gibson. I'd have him over Gibson. Um, K Makers is obviously not too much <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but that's 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 kind of that area. So, so I, 
I'm ranked lower than you guys mainly because of the attempts I think he's not going to get. I don't think he's going to get the 250 to 300 attempts. He might not even well, hit no. 200. I mean, yeah. if he hit, dude, if he hits 300 at six, oh, six right. yards yeah. per carry, I mean, we're talking I don't 101. I think he's going to hit 200. But yeah, he's... That's tough. 200. Two, I, 200. I think, yeah. I think he'll hit 200 this okay. year. Um, I, I had a bet like there. a couple just... years ago where where it was David Montgomery. I said two twenty. I, I you know I bet I bet the under on that, and he was the only one with the, in that backfield, and he he went over it. But point being is, I think in year two, that's really where you're you're looking at those running backs in that two hundred to two twenty range, especially when you have a, a good veteran like Gus Edwards and a, a run offense team like this. And they're a, mon- sm- they're a smart. monstrous O line, right? But yeah, I mean. That second round, early second round, I'm still looking for a guy who doesn't have the looming threat of a Gus Edwards, but whatever. I mean, I I won't, I won't fault anybody who takes him early two, late one. <laughs> Gus Edwards is also someone that you know is going to be forgotten about in ADP and drafts. You got to look for the guy yeah. in, in the back of the you know twelfth, thirteenth round, fourteenth yeah, like, round. You, you, when you, you go have to look for like the your your like six receiver on your team, yeah. get Gus Edwards way before that. Yeah, and, and if you do take Dobbins, like huge value in, in handcuffing uh, Edwards, even if you have to reach a lower, I'd take him in the tenth if I had. A I don't Dobbins. think you. I don't think you have to don't reach. Me on that. I think. I think the thing is, is like you get it, him where he's probably you get Edwards him. ADPs in the eighth. Yeah, it's okay. I won't even okay, be reaching wow. the Okay, wow. All tenth. right. So I'm I'm actually surprised by that. I actually thought that he was a lot. I lower. changed my mind. So I wouldn't really have to reach. I wouldn't really take him yeah. in the eighth. So yeah, that's like where Hunt's going, isn't it? Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Mike Gesicki, Tebow Samuel, Jerry Judy, Devin Singletary. That's fair. I would take him instead of any of those guys. I would take him, yeah. Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially if I had Dobbins. I mean, certainly. We'll, yeah. well we're doing a mock draft later, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. We're doing a lot of ADPs. Let's just talk about that next <laughs> yeah. podcast. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's important for us oh, to yeah, go no, through here is. and like at least just to understand like where are we comfortable like drafting some of these guys and stuff like that. So you know, one thing I, I I'd like to ask the question on is so Marcus Brown or Marquise Brown's ADP right now is tenth round. So let's say you're in the ninth, tenth round. Are you taking Marquise Brown? Or are you waiting to like the thirteenth, fourteenth round to draft Rashad Bateman and just say Brown's probably going to suck, and I like the outside better of Bateman? Or are you like in on Hollywood that you're like, no, this makes sense. As a huge Hollywood guy, I'd wait till the thirteenth and take Bateman. Yeah, and I would too. Same, I love Hollywood. I would, I would as well. I've played the game with Hollywood. I love Hollywood. He's if I can have him in the thirteenth, I take him. Yeah. But I'm surprised at that. I mean, when you when you when yeah. you have a poor man's Deshaun Jackson, I mean, like poor man's, like it's hard to start that guy week after week he'll because win you, you some have weeks, to. But that's it. Then you're gonna be very pissed. He'll off. win you he'll some weeks, you some but you're putting weeks. him on the bench those weeks that he goes right, off. Right, or like, we already cut him. Yeah. Like I, I haven't fallen to that, fallen victim to that, but I just foresee it happening. And I know someone listening is going, oh, it happened to me. Oh, I've, oh, I've been there. Somebody's sitting in this very <laughs> room. guy right here. But yeah, I mean, he's just, I'm waiting for the stories to come out. Like, oh, he's put on another 15 pounds of muscle. He's going to be so good. He's being pushed by Bateman and Camp. He looks fantastic. And I'm going to I'm gonna bite on it, hook, line, and sinker. I mean, it was the same as <laughs> yeah. last year. I was working out with Lamar and Antonio yep. all summer long. I'm like, let's go. And, yeah. I mean, he'll be on a best ball team of mine, one or two. But yeah. I don't know about redraft. Cleveland. Cleveland Browns, eleven and five as well. Uh, tight division, uh, very defe- defensive heavy. Um, they had pretty, you know, uh, middle of the pack numbers. Offensive uh, yards of scrimmage was sixteen. Offensive touches were twenty. Passing yards twenty four. Rushing yards twenty seven. That's on the lower side, but again, you know, they're they're defensive heavy. Um, 
they changed nothing <laughs> on this team. They have one vacated target and <laughs> ten vacated rushing who, attempts. Who had the target? Um, I, go uh, Dont- I think it was Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah. Okay, so I got a target last year. So the entire team is coming back. Everyone's rolling. They're they're Stefanski's doing a great job. He's come back. Alex Van Pelt, offensive coordinator, same deal. Like literally nothing has changed with this team. Um, Baker Mayfield stepped up. I know a lot of people uh, were you know it was a kind of sink or swim year for fantasy football purposes for Baker Mayfield. A lot of people were really thinking he's, you know, QB 32. We're never going to, we're never going to draft him. He's a, you know, two quarterback league kind of guy, but he ended up finishing as QB 17, which is, is fairly decent for what you would expect from last year. He was a lot better in the second half of the season. Right. Yeah. Um, can he repeat it? Odell comes back. We'll see. I think that's, the major question with nothing changing on this team and no vacated targets, what happens? What does this team now actually look like? Hopefully, I mean, it's the same conversation we had last year because we keep waiting for Odell to play, keep waiting for Baker and Odell to connect. You know, it's what's going to happen. And and I'm not sure that they do. I mean, I, I, I personally don't think that they, I think that they should try and get rid of. But that's this has been the talk since the day he got there. <laughs> was like he's not a good fit there. Yeah, you always, I, I mean, he started the season off last year great because I think he had like I think Dow said like one thirty point game and one sixty point game, and then other that was like a four and a two. But I mean, he's a fantastic talent. But you saw when he went out, Baker and the team kind of synced up. Like he wasn't forcing the ball downfield. Like he's he kind of slowed down. The running game did. Very well. A couple of targets to Jarvis, Rashard Higgins, Hooper. Like, I mean, fantasy-wise for the receivers, Landry had a very down year compared to what he's been. Hooper, I mean, we kind of said Hooper was going to be overdrafted regardless, but it was very, very, very spread out. Like, too spread out that you can't really start too much. Yeah, I mean, you saw Odell take one of three rushing attempts and housed it. I mean, that, like 72 yards total and a touchdown. That stuff's hard to replicate. And if he can go and do that in week one, I would do exactly what you said to him. I'd let him have a monster week one and try to trade the guy. Like, Yeah, I think the guy had like 40 fantasy points one week because he rushed one. And I think he either passed one or caught one from Jarvis Landry. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly something like that. I think he caught it from Jarvis. But he, did he catch it from Jarvis? Yeah, yeah Jarvis yeah. just can throw like a son of a gun. That was like the 80-yard right. bomb, I think. Yeah. I won a week because of that. I, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's when everybody's making their jokes that Jarvis Landry's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield and yada, yada, yada. Baker Mayfield had a fine year. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean QB seventeen is quarterback. fine, but <laughs> true. But he had he had three games this year that were over twenty points, and one was like twenty point six or something like that. Like, yeah. and if we use that twenty point benchmark, in you know, in our half PPR four point touchdown scoring, that's not a really startable fantasy quarterback. And he wasn't. I mean, quarterback seventeen is not a startable fantasy quarterback He's in a one quarterback one format. Quarterback leagues, yes. And and it's so risky to stream him because he had those games where he was like 12, 14, 16. and that's you can lose a week on that, but. They're so that run being, heavy, it's hard, it's hard to trust it. Exactly. And, run and, heavy but all that, and trick plays. All that being said, 26 touchdowns on eight picks, 3,500 yards, it's nothing to scoff at. You just need more. Like, it, like that's a fine conversion. I, you know, I'd like to see a little bit better uh, completion percentage, but that's a fine conversion rate. But why are you going to ever give him more? Does, like, does more even fit in this offense with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both closing in on 200 attempts each? It's Right. They're, and that's with like, Chubb being hurt last year, too. Right, and people keep saying, like, oh, Baker has this upside. If he could do a little bit more, if he could do a little bit more, but where does he – you can only eke so much out of this offense. Like we said, no, nothing's changing. There are um, no more pieces coming in except that Odell's coming back, but we've never seen them sync up. Okay. I thought this was fishy from the start. 
They finished third in rushing. I had 27. That's I'm not, sorry. That sounds more better. When you say that, I'm like, I'm not going to argue because they maybe just had more touchdowns. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yo shit. I, I had to, I had to look back at that. Yeah. Um, I'm like, there's no way that they don't. I mean, they're, they're, they're run heavy, but that's, that's realistically where, it, where everything comes down to is, is their rushing attack is just absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's filthy. Nick Chubb's going in the first round. Kareem Hunt is being talked about as someone in the fourth round. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do other than, and then draft both of these guys? I mean, if you're a Hunt owner, I don't know if I want, I mean, if you're a Chubb owner, I don't know if I want to make that move and get Hunt on my team as well. But Hunt is viable, you know, in, well, you, in any time. You can, I mean, our our Mango won a dynasty championship starting both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like, I would love to have both of them because, okay, if one does get hurt, then you got, you've got the sole share of that backfield. And if the other one doesn't get hurt... They're both viable. Yeah, I mean, RB1 and RB2, that's what you want for your team. And in, and in Dynasty, I, I get it. Like, our league is deep, but in regular redraft with like a 16 man roster, you take some balls if you do that. I would be hella impressed. I don't have them. There's a lot of balls <laughs> to it, but let's I, go play that game. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know how I think about it because I've felt almost every single year going into Chubb and Hunt being there. I mean, we all know Hunt was fantastic in Kansas City. Let's not get wrong here. I mean, he's a talented running back. What would this running back room, you know, how how do they coexist? And year in and year out, they continue to prove me wrong, and I still am sitting there questioning myself, would I want both of them on the same team? All right, so let's play this game. Kareem Hunt, his ADP right now is 410. He's going around the area where James Robinson, Miles Gaskins, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, hunt over all of them. Uh, Edmonds, I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd wait there's for a, on. There's a Travis few, Etienne, Melvin Gordon. There's a few I would take over Hunt. I would take I would, Hunt over uh, all of those. I would take Hunt over all of those. I, I have a different opinion. I, I guess think, I would think about Etienne. I would think about Edmonds, but I think I'd, think, I'd take Hunt over the rest of them. I think. Well, I would think about. I mean, it's going to be you know you cut the season in half. Week eight on, I want Etienne over Hunt, but you know that's that's besides the point. I would think about Gaskin over Hunt. I would think about uh, Sanders over Hunt. Um, those are decisions I think are close. Yeah. Well, again, we're doing a we're doing a a. a you and and what will be interesting too is how inflated were Kareem Hunt's numbers last year because Nick Chubb was hurt, right? Like he had two hundred, he had a hundred, he had two hundred rushing attempts. Nick Chubb should be closer to that two twenty five, two thirty five range, which means Kareem Hunt probably doesn't have as much, which means he probably doesn't have as many rushing TDs. However, his passing game work, he scored. Oh my God! I thought that said eight we rushing saw it. touchdowns. We but saw it's not. It he two scored. Years ago. He scored five receiving touchdowns. So I mean, the guy right. is still. We saw it Going two years ago, right? Remember when Kareem Hunt had his suspension? It was like the four or six game suspension. Oh, yeah. And and as soon as he hit the field, Nick Chubb caught like four passes. Kareem yeah. Hunt is the pass catching back. Nick Chubb is only there in check down situations. Like if Baker Mayfield panics, he's going to Nick Chubb. But every single schemed pass to the running back is going Hunt. We've, we've been saying it all offseason mm-hmm. last year. that It is what it is. You cannot expect that out of Chubb, which I feel like in a, in a certain sense, and I know there's a lot of you know friends of ours that feel opposite of this, is that Nick Chubb is overrated. <gasps> well, I mean, he, you have a... He, dun, dun, dun. He's a poor man's Derrick Henry. He is a poor man's Derrick yes, Henry. He and people think he's it's as It's close. Good as him, I mean, he's you know he really is close to Derrick Henry's level. Um, oh, right. He's, yeah, but he's a, a spot or two behind him. If we're talking Madden ratings, one's a mm-hmm. 99 and one's a 95, but... 
Um, he's not getting the passing work. It's just not. It's just not there for fantasy football. I mean, you know, fourteen hundred rushing yards is fourteen hundred rushing yards. But if, when you're putting that on the back of a hundred receiving yards, and I can get a guy like Austin Eckler who can get sixteen hundred total yards, more of it in the passing game and half PPR, I'd rather that. Right. Well, and that's that. I mean, Nick Chubb talent he's a good running back he's an excellent running back i mean he's one of the best running backs in the league yep. from a talent perspective but from a fantasy perspective he's a one-trick pony and that's a problem when you when you think about it. okay so if i told you nick chubb's final line is going to be 1200 yards with 14 touchdowns 16 catches and 100 receiving yards with no receiving touchdowns would you rather that or the guy who's going to go out for 1100 rushing yards and like 500 receiving yards and 50 catches because we all know those receptions mean so so much more when you're talking about a minuscule difference in rushing and yards. And that's that's like an Alvin Kamara or um, right. Well, and that's why like, that's why Nick Chubb never makes the Dalvin Cook, the Saquon Barkley, the Christian yeah, right. McCaffrey he conversation because he doesn't. He, he can't do it. And and it's not that he can't do it, but Kareem Hunt is so much better at it. Right. Like if you're the Browns, why would you just be like? I'm gonna use this lesson, you know this 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 inferior pass catcher. Oh, you know what that is? That's Aaron Jones, who you described the 1100 and then 500 receiving yards. That's Aaron Jones. Somebody, I was trying to somebody, look at the ADP. Somebody put on Twitter uh, not too long ago and uh, was like, um, you know, name one back that could go a thousand a thousand. And I was like, Aaron Jones. That's just the the hottest take in the world. <laughs> but Aaron Jones. I mean, I'm like, yeah, maybe they'd be kind of cool. But anyway, I I, uh, I mean, if you combine Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, maybe. Um, <laughs> if you combine the two, that's number 101. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's over, it's over CMC. Let's just uh, be real. I, I really don't want to talk about the wide receivers. I don't know if you guys do, but... I, I mean, we, we already talked about Odell. Um, Jarvis Landry's going to do what he does every year. He's going to get a lot of targets. Um, I was going to say, he, he is who you think he is. He's right. very consistent every year. 100 targets, yep. 70 catches. We're not... He's not looking... The touchdowns. Exactly. And we're not looking at Austin Hooper. Um, you know, backups like Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kaderil Hodge. You know, they're guys, I'm sure, at some point, if one of them gets injured again, then, you know, you know you'll play him. But the, that's where we're at The there. interesting thing was how... Um, impactful like Richard Higgins and Donovan People Jones were when Odell went down. Like right. as a super late flyer stash, you're like praying for an injury, fine. You draft him in the last round. I have no problem with that. Like they were good and they looked like they gelled. And was it People's Jones or was it Higgins that they re-signed to like decent money? Higgins. Higgins. Higgins so right? People's yeah. Jones is a sophomore now. Okay. I yeah. actually unfortunately had to deal with this uh, repercussions of this mid year last year is about week twelve, something like that. They talked a three year con uh contract extension with the Higgins they were like almost ready to sign it. It fell through. They did end up getting to a one-year deal this year again, uh, but it's not what we had expected. Oh, so it wasn't the multi-year deal. Okay. It's not. It's not the multi-year deal. Yeah, um, that and was. I, and I feel like, like under the carpet, like it, was, oh, it didn't happen. But it was yeah. so under the carpet. It was like we're talking like three years, like almost like seven, eight million dollars. We're talking like actual money. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was a decent investment in him. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, it was Odell. Gonzo. Something happened. I don't Something. know. I don't know what, it, what, no, what it was. They never came out with it. But anyway, if Odell is gone, that's the next guy up. They've talked about it. But yeah. if he's there, you know, that's really only. Him and they also drafted that about. burner who I love. Uh, Oh yes, Anthony Schwartz. Schwartz, yeah, I knew it was Anthony. I couldn't remember his last name. Don't Go, know, don't, 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 don't know why he them. wasn't listed. Yeah, we don't don't know why he wasn't around. listed here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're going to move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. This has obviously got the hot name wide receiver, um, but last year there was a slew of issues that we can talk about with them. Joe Mixon playing six games, Joe Burrow playing ten. Um, so their actual ranks are kind of tough to tell. They went four eleven and one. 
um, and ranked in the bottom of the league in almost you know every category, uh, passing and rushing, uh, things like that. But offensive coordinator, head coach is coming back. Joe Burrow hopefully comes back well off the ACL they're, injury. They're saying that he might not be ready for week one either. It, it'll be tough. I mean, quarterbacks hey, take they, a little bit longer. Hey, they were 27th and 24th in passing in, in rushing yards <laughs> too. I think I think that's where I I think it was Cincinnati stats, but Sorry. anyway. But yeah, they they are saying that there's a chance that Joe Burrow's not it, at least in training camp he's going to start on the pop. I mean, his injury was later in the year. Right. We're, 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 and and we're talking quarterback. Like uh, even Tom Brady said after his ACL injury, it it took six seven weeks till he felt good again. There, you know, talk about other you know major quarterbacks that had ACL injuries. You've you've heard in the past that. That plant foot, everything changes. You know, getting a brace on your leg when you're supposed to be a nimble guy changes a lot of things. Like, obviously, running backs have it different. Wide receivers have it different. But you have to be confident in a pocket. You're not looking at your legs. You're not looking at the guy coming at you. Right. I was going to say, purely from a confidence perspective, too, you go through all of training camp, all of mini camp, all of OTAs, all of preseason, really, and you're not even going to have anybody near your legs because nobody's really taking it that seriously. And then game one of actual game action that you play, that's your first confidence check as a quarterback about what that knee is going to do in live action. Because, I mean, you're, nobody's near you. They don't let you be near the quarterback's knees for a friggin' reason. And Or your cut. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> shit. Especially, you know, Joe Burrow coming off an injury. He's not going to have reps with that brace on that he can consider game reps until week one or whatever week he plays, you know. And that's the problematic if you draft him, especially after the season he came off of. And it's also hilarious. In 10 games, he had 404 attempts when Lamar Jackson didn't have that on the season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they passed. All they had a pass. Remember, he was throwing no sixty times 60 a game. Times a game. That That's why I became fantasy relevant. Like we yeah. were talking before, like is it worth putting his fantasy finish in there at twenty five? It's like in ten games at quarterback twenty five. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's eight spots behind Baker Mayfield's full year finish. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, me and Jeff had our bet for Burrow at QB fourteen or maybe QB twelve, and Some, he, he was there. right on that cusp when he went, he went down. I was like, damn, there goes a great bet. Like that was gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Brandon Allen did decent stepping in. I mean, it's it's not not much to talk about as far as the quarterback position there goes. But Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins were the ones that we can really talk about um, getting that from them. Um, oh, AJ Green should be in the departed free agency class. Um, so a, a lot of receptions are actually are are uh, going uh from this here um you guys keep talking while doing that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> craig craig just uh brain farted um you know it's funny too so we have them listed as um i i'm i'm sorry i kind of forget where we left off but i'm looking at their vacated rushing attempts 131 those that's like a fake 131 right because they really want to run joe mixon like 225 yeah. times so it's almost like all of those are just defaulting to mixon because oh, yeah. he only played six games last year so it's not like you can be like Oh, Samaj P. Ryan or Travion Williams. And it's like, yeah, also fuck Samaj P. Ryan. That guy can Royce He's Freeman, still Devontae Booker himself in the rest of the league. The big problem with Mixon, though, is that he hasn't shown an ability to run 200 times. Like, he's right. hurt every time. He's one of those guys that I don't care what his ADP is. I don't care where he falls to me in the draft. I'm done taking him. I'm, I'm sick of him. I've been burned by him too many times. Yeah. But you can call me like a yeah. you know spurned lover here, but I don't like, like, like I'm done. <laughs> a I'm done with spurned the guy. lover. I don't mind him this year, but again, like if I'm on the clock and I'm staring down like him and Najee Paris and Dobbins yeah. and all those guys, I'm like, 
yeah. I don't know. Like, take the fresh legs. <laughs> but like, it, that's my. That's well, the the way biggest I thing it. is like, well, there's no competition here. Like, he should be a bell cow, but we've seen him be a bell cow and get hurt. Yeah, and, like, and, every and he single does year. not score that many touchdowns. Even on the goal line, the Bengals throw the ball a ton. And maybe it's different. You don't have AJ Green, but you still have a lot of weapons at wide receiver and yeah. tight end. I don't see Mixon being the go-to guy, especially with his, his injury history. Why are you going to run him between the tackles when everybody in the stadium knows he's running? It's just, I don't know. I don't want him. But I'm sorry. I hate you, John Mixon. And he'll probably agree. be a top 15 back. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I still... They paid I him like one. Oh, they paid him like a top 10, yeah. 12 yeah. million a year. <laughs> and then he's just getting hurt. He has to do that. I mean, I, I guess at least the good thing is that there is no competition where it is with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. It's like, who's the alpha? Yeah, my opinion, it's Jamar Chase, like a hundred percent. So <laughs> I mean, you talk about a team that didn't have an offensive line, and they're like, "Let's go get Joe Burrow's yeah. championship team." Still can't believe like, that. Ah, and, and, that and says a lot. Again, to circle back, they did nothing at O line. So why am I going running back when I could just go wide receiver? <laughs> right, because yeah. Joe Burrow's going to have to throw it sixty times. Oh, he said what makes yeah. it said is like good look stack in the box. Like no, there's no line. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's no block. <laughs> he didn't do much to you know. You're going to break your leg anyway. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I would much rather buy into parts of this passing offense, whether it's Joe Burrow, the quarterback, any of the wide receivers. I'll take I'll take Chase Higgins and. Uh, um, Tyler Boyd, if you get him at the right age. Yeah, I think Higgins, not all on the same team. Higgins and Chase, I think, are going around the same. I could be wrong, but I, I think Boyd is, is very far down where I think he's kind of a forgotten man. But Yeah, and he's a guy that's always had a safe with floor. With Burrow there, I'm fine taking Boyd. Yeah. Wasn't this a well, question that we asked the listeners? Sorry. sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, T. Higgins we won. did. Yeah, so, who's, who's you so guys I do lean T. Higgins year. just this year. Dynasty, it's Jamar Chase by it's, a landslide. Yeah. I yeah. see. I'm but I think Higgins and Chase are very close, and Boyd is definitely the the uh, black sheep. It's it's interesting to see fan. what they're going to do though, because I mean, all these guys are big, like competitive wide receiver, outside wide receivers. They don't really have a slot guy. That's I mean, you you could play any of them in the slot. They're all fantastic route runners too. I mean, Boyd's probably the most precise route runner of of the group, but they're like six two, six three plus each, right? Like I'm not crazy. That's a huge for a slot. Yeah, guy. they're both big bodies. Like, we, they don't have the 5'9 burner. I mean, the John Ross is gone. Not that he was ever on the field. It doesn't really oh. matter. But, like, they don't have that 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 intermediate role guy. So No, it, but it, they have an absolute monster. Right. They said, oh, what do we need a slot for? This guy's humongous. Just throw <laughs> it to him. I, I am such a big Jamar Chase fan. It's it's. Uh, so, anyway, I mean, to, you to answer, answer your question, uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are getting picked back-to-back right now at the end of the sixth round. And Tyler Boyd is in the beginning of the eighth. So on an ADP mm. game, I think I'm I would take Tyler. Both. I would I would take Boyd. Yeah, I'm taking on, on and, the and, same team. Yes, you wouldn't take Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on the same team, but you'll <laughs> take Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase on the same team. When Joe Burrow is passing 404 times in only 10 games, yeah, I mean we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger amount of times. I mean you 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 add that up in you know statistics, you know a little quick math, 550 attempts. 600, yeah, 600 yeah. a season. Yeah, 600. Listen, yeah, 600 I'll take, a season. I'll take Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You take Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think I would take. No, Boyd. no, 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 no. I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take, take Higgins T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd. You're putting oh, Hig- oh, Higgins. Boyd. Oh, yeah. I'll take Higgins and Boyd, not See, Chase and Boyd yeah. this year. I thought yeah. Boyd would be further than. Yeah, I was thinking like ten. I thought he'd be pushed down, which I thought. Get a pretty good this is value, a, but damn, this is a good bet for Scott uh, for a Dow's hat. <laughs> so Dow's, you it. take CJ Uzama, 
Okay. Speaking uh, of, I love how the, that's, there, that's what I want to say. We there's nothing for, for him to lose, but <laughs> he has to lose a legit NFL hat. <laughs> well, but I was going to say, man, each, of us, each of us can pick one of the wide receivers. He gets Uzama, and winner gets his hat. Uzama's my boy, but I get to, we get to grade if, me on a curve here. <laughs> if, I, if I lose, I win the T. Higgins jersey. <laughs> yes, that seems fair. I'll but, buy a new listener league. But one. I was going to say, so there's no slot guy. I did say that the slot guy could very well be CJ Uzama. I mean, he's going to run those short intermediate routes we saw him get peppered for a week and then he got injured i think he was was he, he might have been an achilles too but he might have been an acl as well i'm not gonna really yeah, it was week when he played well when he got hurt ooh, yeah achilles and an I feel like acl Zoma hasn't played in a while. Well, it was one or the other <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean he had a he had a decent week one got hurt again comes back into an offense where his role is solidified everybody's already said he's the starter i i want to buy pieces of this offense if i can buy a tight end uzoma in the last round and I don't have to worry about tight end anywhere else. I will do that. Right. I, it's a, a lot of people are talking about him as yeah, a sleeper tight end this year. Totally. I just started the hype. It, it was all Dows in his hat. It was all Dows in the hat. That's a sick hat. Thank Shout you. out. I want one. <laughs> yeah, only the Shout NFL, out copyright. Only NFL players get these. So I'm yeah, yeah, we're not. I'm better than Baker Mayfield. I think I got the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see his hat. <laughs> and you can run better than Joe Mixon. I mean, I, I'll be on the field. Oh, so I was. <laughs> I was trying to do like some math for a while. Joe Mixon was on pace for <laughs> the third most rushing attempts in the entire league last year before you got hurt. Um, That's why so you got hurt. That might be why you got hurt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their offensive line sucks. So that, you know, when you're talking 20 times a game that you can pop. I mean, he was forced pop. by an NFL he linebacker in the but, first hole you see. He was super ineffective too. That, that yeah, That's another thing. Like, was horrible. I mean, I'm a bad. I'm a the massive really Joe Mixon like hater. I do not. I think he's so overrated. So I I don't know. This is kind of where I go back to Corey, and it's like buy the passing game. Don't buy Mixon. Buy the passing game. Like volume's good, but bad volume is bad. You know what I mean? Like that's, I would I would like to see those math. stats that we pulled that's on um, on David Montgomery about his yards till first contact versus Joe Mixon because I bet you they're pretty similar. Like they're getting where popped, they were getting hit popped the in the backfield. Like yeah, every time they touch the ball. It's the same thing looking at Josh Jacobs too, sadly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, he stinks. This guy stinks. He's a All dun. Right. Well, that's the that's the AFC North. Yeah. Can yeah, that, that, that is that's the whole it. thing. It's done and over. I mean, we didn't want to talk about Chris Evans, but it's fine. Well, I get you it. lose John Ross. I get too, it. You know? yeah, All right. We have a mock draft Alex coming Erickson. up, which I actually thought we were going to be late for, but it looks like we're going to be on time. Yeah, pretty good time. Um, so we got a couple more minutes here before we kick that off. Uh, top Shell Fantasy, TopShellFantasy.com, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> do we have something else? I feel like, do we have something else we need to say? Uh, well, this we're is... still fielding people for the listener league. Yeah, we are. We, 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 we'll, we'll have to put that at the top of a podcast. We did, uh, so if yeah, you're listening by it. now, go listen to the old podcast and there's a nice little clue at the end on how to, how to become a free. Yeah. yeah. Why, why don't you... Anyone. Yeah, just just <laughs> let, let, it, let us is know anyone out there. Let us know you know what the winning prize is, which is a T Higgins jersey. <laughs> there you go. You're signed, signed, signed T Higgins Still jersey. Delivered. Is the right. is it the black one or the white one? I think it's the, no, orange. It's the orange one. Oh, it's the orange one. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah can I be in the league? It's sharp. <laughs> I gotta look it again. I gotta bring it in here. Yeah, I haven't seen it in person. I saw. Well, I think we I we have to, we'll hang it up on the on the thing or something. Create a new Twitter profile. Tweet at us. I'm in. Corey just like, he's <laughs> just in this. just to... Dory Cows fantasy football. <laughs> uh, all right. Should I try this again? Yes. All right. Top Shelf Fantasy, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid.
Stings.